Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational 80 Podcast. We'll be right back with today's Wednesday Wisdom guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and We Coach. You've heard me say before, these are four great organizations. You really need to add them to your network because they can do a lot for your school, your coaches, and your program. And now don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for about three and a half minutes as we uh, acknowledge our sponsors that make this all possible. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demonstration. See their tables and their boards in action. Their products not only generate income for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Get started today. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. You can find them all at snapraise.com. Snapraise.com. You can also find out about Snapraise, their fundraising platform. We used it at our school. Tremendous success. Coaches loved it. Parents loved it. It works. Um, and they'll actually, SnapRaise will give you your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to SnapRaise.com. Check it out today. That's SnapRaise.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating world-class content for their school social media channels. Kids today are on social media, and if you're not promoting your teams your coaches, your kids, even yourself, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com, mention you heard it on the podcast, and you'll get a 10% discount. That's Gipper.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Go to Huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your teams, your coaches, your athletes with the tools that they need to play their game at the highest level. I used Huddle as a football coach and as an athletic director, and our coaches just loved it. Go to Huddle.com, see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, or your school's Hall of Fame, Go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. Check out their great products. When you're ready to buy, use the link VitalSignsWallOfFame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice discount. Bring your school's legacy to life. VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. When you go to HometownTicketing.com, they're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets at your school for all your events, not just all your athletic events, but things like concerts, school plays, dances, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support every step of the way. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. I want to say thanks to a brand new sponsor, District One. I want you to go to district1.com for a better uniform experience. That's district followed by W-O-N. And you're going to feel like you won because District 1 offers you fully custom premium uniforms 
They also offer on-time delivery in 20 business days or less. And here's a cool part. You can order one or two replacements. You never need to order a full set when you only need to replace one or two. Stop dealing with late deliveries and go to district1.com. Once again, that's W-O-N on the back end. Click the team gear button for your free quote, district1.com. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors usually only hear back from the complainers, those two, that 2%. Uh, but you also need to hear back from the 98% that love and support your program. And that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Their survey is going to be targeted to the group or groups that you want to get feedback from. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with your principal, your school board member, or that squeaky wheel parent. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Get started today. Athletic Surveys. Let them help you bring uh, your school from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We've got one of our favorite guests with us today, Victoria Drool. If you're new to the show, Victoria is a professional strength and conditioning specialist. She's also the founder of her own company, Health Elevated. Uh, she also does work with a company called Volt, which we're going to hear uh, a little bit more about today. Uh, but really a, a rising star uh, in the world of strength and conditioning and uh, professional development. So, Victoria, welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. Thank you. You're always way too generous with your introductions. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Oh, no, I was actually toning it down. I didn't want to intimidate uh, people. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, again, Victoria and I uh, connected a few years ago. Uh, we both actually, uh, in, a, in a previous lifetime, worked at the same school, uh, maybe about 10, 15 years apart. But uh, uh, she really is, uh, as I mentioned, a, a go-to person in the area of strength and conditioning. Um, for listeners, we're recording this on May 10th, so it's going to be very timely when you hear this. Uh, Victoria, you and I were talking, you know, it's the end of the school year, you know, coaches are wrapping things up, we have state tournaments going on, teachers are hopefully uh, shutting down, uh, you know, a little bit and, and getting ready for next year. Um, the the idea of um, professional development and uh, you know workshopping you know improving the curriculum um i think sometimes teachers uh tend to take a step back from that when they hear it but you know it, it's so very important um as we approach the end of the year and hopefully start looking to next year from your perspective what are some things that uh, let's say a, a pe department chair or pe teachers can do to maybe add some professional development experiences uh, at the end of the school year? Yeah, look, I, I was a, a PE coordinator um, and a PE teacher in my, in my previous career, and I totally sympathize at the end of the school year. It's May, <laughs> graduation is right around the corner, and you're checked out, the kids are checked out. Um, and it's really easy to kind of just close the books at the end of the year and just enjoy your summer, which you should. Um, but I do think it is really, really important to be intentional at the end of the year 
um, as far as, you know, evaluating what you've done, uh, reassessing, um, it's still fresh in your mind. So I do think it's really important to designate a day before everybody, a day or two, if possible, um, to get the team together, get the department together and really assess um, what you accomplished this year um, and things that you want to improve upon the next year. You know, coming back from summer break, you're not really going to remember all the, the details of the year before. Um, if you do, amazing. But I know myself, I needed to be fresh in my head. I need to know, I need to have that um, that recollection right there as I'm as I'm reassessing and evaluating for next year. You know, some things that I've done in the past um, that I have found have been successful and engaging at the end of the year, um, just simple tools like a SWOT analysis, right? And if you haven't heard of a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, that's your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. Um, this is a great exercise to do with your departments going through um, and even doing it on the individual level. Um, I think a lot of the times you do get some some more raw um, feedback if it's done at the individual level and then as a department level. Um, I've done another exercise called a well, better, how, and I actually really, really like this exercise too. Um, it, it goes well in a group setting and an individual setting. What went well this school year? What can we do better next school year? And then the most important piece is how. Um, you know, I, I, one of my biggest pet peeves is getting in a rabbit hole of a discussion of what we could do better, but there's no, um, no plan or action, action items moving forward. So I think that how piece and that well, better how model is really important. Um, so I do think picking what works best for your department, I think, you know, athletic directors, PE chairs, I think, you know, your department better, what might, what language might be received better for that type of an exercise. Um, but I, I really strongly encourage you to power through the end of the year and take the time to evaluate and assess both at the individual level, but also at the department level um, and really trying to really hone in on what are your goals for next year. Yeah, really good stuff. The, the SWOT analysis, uh, you know, fantastic. And the, the well, better how that's the exact format that I used with my end of year or end of season coaching uh, visits. We didn't call it an evaluation. Uh, you know, we, yeah, I, they knew what to do coming in. You know, what are some things that you feel proud of that you thought you did well? Uh, what are some things we can get better on and how can I help you as you know, your athletic director? Um, and then mapping out a plan. Uh, we're not just going to talk about this. We're going to, you know, uh, be intentional about it. You know, we're going to figure out how we can get better. Great, great stuff. Out, yeah. The mapping out is key though, because you know, I know amazing athletic directors and chairs that are out there want their staff to relax over the summertime, but it really is the only opportunity to kind of do that curriculum mapping and that professional development mapping. And I think it's important to give your staff that balance of, yes, I want you to relax over the summertime and um, re-energize, but that is, that's the best time of year, I think, for, for teachers and assign them, assign your teachers professional development or make them self-select before going into the summer, right? Give them that assignment, pick one, uh, submit it. So I know that you are, you are dedicating some time in that, in those two and a half months that you have off. Um, but I think the mapping is key and the assigning that professional development. So 
Um, it's okay to delegate some tasks over the summertime. You know, you don't want to inundate them with a ton of stuff to do, but it is okay to assign some tasks and say, hey, if I want you to work on this for the summer and we come back for professional development at the beginning of the year, let's regroup and see what everybody collectively has come up with. Um, so I, I don't shy away from, from delegating and assigning over the summertime as long as it's not, you know, super invasive to their time. No, it, very true, uh, you know, because summer is summer. Um, you know, so I, I'm glad you reiterated, you know, what I talked about, you know, the the how and, and, and the what is so important. I think so many people get hung up on uh, your why, what's your why? And it's certainly important, but I, okay, you got your why. Now, what are you going to do and how are you going to accomplish it? You know, I want to see some results. I want to see some movement uh, on that why. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Um. You know, you and I are both, uh, you know, PE people, career PE teachers, you know, coaches, you know, uh, strength and conditioning, the whole thing. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we see physical education um, taught around the country, even here in Florida. Um, from your perspective as a professional in this, what are some things that the PE profession, the physical education profession can do? to improve the curriculum that we're offering our kids. Yeah, I think you said it, you phrased that well. Um, PE is certainly done very differently across the country and across the world. A lot of things come into play, uh, budgets being one of the biggest ones. Um, but I think across the board um, in many conversations that I've had, I think a lot of PE curriculums or departments really struggle with grading and evaluating their curriculums. Um, a lot of schools go pass fail. Some schools give a grade. Some don't give a grade at all. Some it's optional. I think everywhere, um, everybody has their own um, layout for what that's going to look like. I'm, I'm happy to see that PE has taken an upswing again, and it's has been inserted back into a lot of curriculums. Um, but really that grading and evaluative piece um, tends to be a sticking point for a lot of departments. It's kind of like, you know, uh, people aren't sure how to grade, how to weigh it, how do you evaluate? Everybody is vastly different. Everybody has different abilities and capabilities. How do we come up with a standard um, to, to grade and assess our students? And it tends to be very subjective. And I think a lot of PE teachers would agree the PE grade is relatively subjective. Um, and that becomes a little bit tricky because there's a lot of room for error. Um, there's a lot of room for uh, conversation in there when talking to parents and students. Um, it, it just becomes um, a little bit messy when it's too subjective is what I've found, right? Are they compliant? Did they put in effort? Well, how are we measuring compliance and how are we measuring effort? It's kind of hard to do that. Um, so it's been my mission the past several years in working with PE departments is how can we make PE a little bit more objective? There's always going to be a subjective piece to it, um, but how do we make that more objective? And I, you don't want to go on the extreme opposite end of that where we're just grading best based on scores or tests um, because that that too is not necessarily the the I think the the correct or the accurate way to assess using a, a standardized test and saying, you know, 
oh, well, this kid's in the 90th percentile, so they get an A. This kid's in the 50th percentile, so they get a C. You know, I don't think those are proper ways of assessing the individuals. Um, so I've used a blended model in the past where we are using the subjective piece of compliance and effort, um, but also an objective measurement where um, it's not just saying that you have to score above this in this test. If you score below this in this test, you fail. It's really just that individual progress. Are the individuals progressing from when they started to the end of the semester or the year or however long your PE classes are? Um, so finding a way to to track, take a few a few tests. There's a million out there, and it is overwhelming. You could be sitting there sifting through uh, assessments and and physical tests all day long. Make up your own. There's no rule that says you have to follow a textbook assessment. Make up one that works for you and your department. Um, have fun with it. You know, I've worked at schools where we've come up, we've taken the mascot. You know, let's just say the mascot was the Vikings. And you do the Vikings PE assessment and you make it up whatever you want. How many balls can they catch in 60 seconds? How many uh, push-ups can they do? Whatever you want, you guys get to decide. You're in charge of that. And then at an individual level, so did that student catch 50 balls at the beginning of the year and now they caught 52 balls? Well, we just went in the right direction. And that just makes it a little bit more objective to saying, you know, not only were they compliant and their effort was great, but we actually have an objective measurement here to say that there was improvement. So I really encourage uh, departments to start thinking about how can I make grading a little bit more objective? Um, how can I also make it a little bit more experiential? Um, you know, I think that piece in particular um, is where I find, you know, with the grading, these PE departments are, they've lost sort of their why, you know, why are we doing what we're doing, right? For me, it's very simple. We are trying to, you know, create, cultivate this environment of health and wellness, and we want to provide the tools and the knowledge for these students to be able to carry on a lifetime of wellness. Um, so, you know, is dodgeball the effective way to do that? Uh, I'm not sure. Are there aspects of dodgeball that I think, you know, could carry forward? Maybe if you read between the lines a little bit. Um, but are is are your activities and your curriculums matching your why? And if that's your why, which I think for most PE teachers, it is, we want them to leave our walls and be able to sustain a life of, of health and wellness and make great choices, then I think there really needs to be an assessment as to, okay, is this, how do we at the end of the year know that our students have retained the knowledge and are able to go out into the world and live a healthy lifestyle? And that's a really hard question to evaluate. That's a, that would be an amazing long-term study for somebody to do out there is take, take all of your graduates and your alums and see, did it carry over, you know, five, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, did that happen? Um, but I would take this time really to assess, okay, what, what's in our curriculum? How are we evaluating if that information is, if they're retaining any of that information? Because to me, that's the most important piece, right? So it's, it's no, I don't think we should treat PE any differently than science and math and history. We test to see if they retained. So we should be doing the same thing in PE. Are we testing to see if they have retained any of the knowledge that we've given them? And I think that experiential piece um, 
is crucial, right? I think students nowadays especially are trying to understand the practicality of what they're doing. What is the practical application of what I'm learning? Um, you know, math teachers and science teachers, it's very hard for them to, to sit there and say, how are you going to practically apply what I'm teaching you, you know, five, 10 years from now? But I think we have the perfect environment to do that. So I really encourage everybody to say, okay, how can I make this the most practical way of teaching health and wellness? And if you are missing a fitness component in your curriculums, that is something you need to add in next year. That is really the piece that's going to uh, be that longevity aspect of health and wellness. I think, you know, teaching the skills, there's always a time and a place for that elementary school into some of the middle school, the team problem solving, all of that. I think conflict resolution, amazing. We have to play games. We have to do skill development, but we also have to, to introduce that fitness piece. And I know some of you are probably like, I'm super biased, but I think it's important if we, if we assess ourselves as teachers, what are we doing? Are we, some of us might be playing in a rec kickball league. That's amazing. Um, but most of us are, you know, weekend warriors. We go to the gym. We're just trying to uh, maintain some of the activities. And in order to maintain that lifestyle and those activities that we like to do, we have to have that fitness component. Um, so I really think introducing some aspects of fitness, even if you don't have a facility um, or pieces of equipment, there are ways to do that. There are curriculums out there. Volt offers a curriculum for PE. Um, there are ways to start introducing those aspects of fitness into your PE curriculums all the way at the at the youngest levels. You know, I think PE teachers do a great job now with warm ups and cool downs. That's definitely an aspect of fitness. Uh, but there are ways that we can start to really integrate fitness into those curriculums because that that is ultimately going to be what. Um, our students are going to gravitate towards as they get older. Right. Well, you covered uh, a lot of ground there. I want to touch on a couple of points. Um, yeah, you're, uh, we, of course, we want our physical educators to have some kind of fitness, hopefully a fitness focus uh, in their curriculum. But, you know, if you're, whatever your why is, if it's sports and games for you, um, you should be doing activities that are going to help your students to, you know, uh, obtain mastery and competence and get better and have a way to measure improvement and, and, and measure accomplishments. And uh, you mentioned dodgeball as someone who uh, grew up uh, in that uh, late 60s, 70s dodgeball uh, um, uh, community. Um, I think PE teachers really missed out on it. Um, they would always, if we were doing a basketball unit, We'd start out with basketball skills, you know, dribbling and passing and pivoting. And, you know, before they started us with a full game, same thing with, you know, um, softball or football or floor hockey. We'd work on in floor hockey. I remember three days we were working on passing the stinking puck with dodgeball. I mean, look at all the things dodgeball does. You know, it's throwing, it's catching, it's agility, it's cardio. I mean, it's it's everything. Pain management. Uh, <laughs> we we Action. never... We never did any training for dodgeball. It was just, here's the balls, you know, go at it. And, and so kids uh, that maybe hadn't developed some of those other skills to throwing and catching particularly, um, you know, they were, uh, they never got a chance to get better. Uh, they were always, uh, you know, more targets than anything else. So, <laughs> and I, again, yeah, and that's a great, I mean, that's exactly the reason why a lot of 
I think we we steered away from dodgeball and things like that is because it was turning off our students to wanting to be physically active. Um, I mean, just like any of us, if I'm not good at it, I'm not going to want to go back and do that. If I don't feel like this environment is welcoming to me or I feel like it's um, something that I can participate in, you know, I'm going to steer away from that. So I think we have to be really intentional with, um, you know, how regimented our PE curriculums are. There is an aspect of fun that is very, very, very important um, because the last thing we want to do is is steer our students away from this type of um, environment. So we really do have to meet them halfway. And just like any other classroom setting, everybody has different learning styles. Everybody has different levels of comfortability. And we have to meet those students that may not be comfortable in a team setting, or they may not be comfortable in a contact sport. That is totally normal and acceptable. We should not, um, you know, punish the students that aren't, don't feel comfortable in that environment. We need to find something else for them to do, right? And so maybe that is, is fitness piece, or maybe that is uh, yoga or Pilates, you know, or vice versa, you know, it, we have to meet them in between there, we have to give them something else to do and a separate outlet. Um, so same thing, you know, if they're not comfortable in the weight room, they're never going to go to the weight room, we need to find ways to make them comfortable. If you don't like um, going for a run, well, okay, let's introduce the bike. Uh, we need to find alternatives. And I think that sometimes is missing in these curriculums is we think everybody has to do the same thing. I think sometimes, yes. And for classroom management, of course, but um, we do have to find um, ways to customize our PE programs to make sure that everybody does feel like there's a space for them in, in fitness or health and wellness. No, absolutely. Uh, I'll tell one more story and then we'll go on to the next talking point. We had a strength and conditioning coach at one of the schools I was at. He was great. You know, he knew his stuff, but he was kind of, a, and he was very friendly, but he was an old school, um, you know, 405 on the squat rack, chalk flying, you know, plates banging. And many of our students, boys and girls, didn't relate to that. Uh, and, you know, we, long story short, we had to make change. Um you mentioned Volt, and I know you do uh, a lot of work with Volt. Um, let's talk a little bit about that for our newer listeners. And does Volt offer any kind of uh, physical education curriculum? Yeah, Volt is a uh, fitness and strength and conditioning platform. Uh, we program for all sports, all strength and conditioning plans for all sports and all fitness um, goals. And uh, one of our other uh, pieces to that is PE. Uh, we do program for PE. So we have an offer, um, an offering of PE curriculums. And I know that's part of the reason why I think some PE departments shy away from a fitness component. Um, they don't feel like they're qualified. There's a level of liability and risk. Um, a lot of teachers don't feel confident that they can teach the techniques and make sure that their students are safe. Um, so Volt actually is a great solution to that. We do have uh, all of our curriculums, all of our programs have very um, depthful and uh, instructions, videos. Uh, you you really don't need to have a fitness background per se to unroll this curriculum. So if you are looking for a way to implement fitness and your staff may not be comfortable to construct workouts or correct and do the technical aspects of um, lifting and um, resistance training. This is a great solution for you. Uh, easy to use, very easy to use. You can print workouts. Workouts can be on their phones. 
it's going to essentially create your curriculum for the entire year. So whether you use it for the whole year or a semester, we can break it down by that. You can break it down by abilities within the class. I know that's something that PE teachers struggle with. You could have, you know, students that are at a training age way higher than some students in your classroom. And how do you manage that? Um, Volt has capabilities where it's easy to manage uh, athletes and students that are on all spectrums of that of that training age. Um, so if you are looking for something to maybe implement next year, uh, this is a very simple tool, very user-friendly for your teachers. I know that's another piece of um, trying to manage your departments. You don't want to throw too many softwares or too many new tools, but really this is a, a very easy tool. Uh, it's, it's right there for you. All You could put all the workouts in for the week, whether it's one, two, three, four, five, however many you want. Um, and it will provide videos and instructions. And then the other piece to that is it also provides that, uh, that objectivity to that grading that we had talked about earlier. So if you have this software, your whole class is on it and, you know, five of the kids are on one program, five of the kids are maybe working towards just general fitness. Maybe you have a couple athletes in your class that want to work towards uh, sports performance. They can all be on different programs and it's going to safely progress them. So you don't have to do any of that guessing. We have an AI that is capable of safely progressing all of the athletes at their own paces. So everybody is working at different levels and you can actually see the progress from when the first time that student did an exercise to the end of the semester, end of the year, the last time they did that. So you don't even have to come up with an assessment or uh, evaluative metrics to, to do, we're gonna do that for you. So we already have that built in and you can add your own metrics to it if you want. You know, like we had talked about, your department comes up with three tests that they like to do. You can add those into the system. And that way you can now say to, you know, you know Dean of students or a mom or a dad and say, hey, look, this is amazing that your, your students your child has started here and now they're here and that comfortability has gone up. Um, we can see that they've done X amount of, of workouts or uh, I can track and say, well, we were projected to do 40 workouts this year, but you know Johnny only did 30. So that's an objective measurement that now you can use towards grading. Um, so there is an accountability feature as well as that, that analytics feature of tracking metrics. If you wanted to, these are all just things, if you want to, they're just extra perks. Um, but really this, even if you are very comfortable, this is a time saver too. You are going to save a lot of time where you don't have to spend your summer writing workouts, cross-checking or phoning a friend to see if they can do you a favor and write your workouts. Uh, you don't have to come up with anything. We've got speed and agility drills in there. We've got uh, core circuits in there, foam rolling uh, modalities in there. So really that's an all encompassing curriculum where it's not just weight room focus. We can focus on other aspects as well, other aspects of fitness that are just as important. Uh, so I really encourage you to look into it if this is something you think could fit into your department, fit into your staff. If you think, you know, leadership would be receptive of something to this, I think this is an easy win for, for all PE departments out there. Hey, you probably saw me scribbling down uh, all those notes. <laughs> um, this is just great, Victoria. You've given us a ton of information. I got one more question if you have some time. Um, 
now of days, maybe last few years, it's become much more common to, you know, uh, coordinate the middle school program with the upper school, the high school program. Is Volt's uh, curriculum program, is it compatible with uh, middle school? Yeah, great question. I think we've had a big push over the last probably five, 10 years for long-term athletic development. And there's tons of models out there. Uh, go do your research. I mean, we could do a whole segment on LTAD models and how to do that. But it is, if you work at a school where you have the connections and the ties to the middle school, and it's basically your feeder system to your high school, if your PE curriculums aren't talking to each other, we have a broken system. Um, I think it's really important to, if those departments are separate, at some point now, next year, there has to be a joint conversation of if if our goals at the high school are this, are what we doing at the middle school setting them up for success at the high school? And so if you're going to introduce fitness at the high school, well, we should probably start introducing it at the middle school to some capacity as well. And I know resources tend to be a little bit uh, scarce at the middle school level, even more so than the high school level. Um, but Volt has kind of this unique progression that can be can be displayed from middle school through high school. Uh, we are an app-based app, um, software. So the best functionality is to, to track and log your workouts on a phone. And a lot of middle schools, which I think is a great rule not to have their phones. Um, but what we can do is we can... We can print workouts, but we can also change the workout so it's just body weight. You know, we have that option where if your community may not be comfortable with introducing resistance training at the middle school level, that's fine, totally acceptable. Um, as long as we're moving and rehearsing those those movement patterns and skills, we don't need we don't need to introduce dumbbells and barbells. That's fine. We can just do body weight. So we do offer a program that's just body weight and we can actually take the existing programs and all we have to do is just change the settings and say we don't have any equipment and our programs will auto adjust to just a body weight program. And I think a great way to sort of segue from middle school to high school from an implementation standpoint is print the workouts or have the teachers just have visibility of the workouts. It's just like a guidebook for them. It's just a playbook. And then they can um, just using our terminology and the way that we have workouts structured. If you want to print them and give them to the kids so they have something to look at or something to bring home. Um, I think that's a great piece as well. And that way they get used to like, okay, this is what workouts look like, feel like there's a start, a middle and an end. Um, this is the terminology, these things called sets and reps. Um, there's rest. Um, this movement does this, this movement does that. And now we're progressing them. And then they get to the high school and now they've evolved to now, okay, well, we, this looks familiar. It's on my phone. Uh, the terminology, you know, was similar to what I was using. Now I get videos. Now I get analytics. Now I get prescriptions. Now I get to see actual analytics. And so we're kind of building this base, this base foundation for uh, fitness and just getting comfortable in that space and doing those things to now this natural progression of, okay, I actually have to, I'm working towards something now. I'm, I'm seeing visible um, progress. And, um, you know, I think it's, it just makes sense from a, from a 
from a long-term athletic development model standpoint to start with something, watch it progress into something. And it's a very smooth transition from middle school to high school. It's just kind of this fluid um, transition. So it, it it's possible. And I, it takes a little bit more coordination with your middle school PE department if it's different than your high school PE department. But if you're using the same software, everybody can see what what's being done at the middle school and everybody can see what's being done at the high school. So there is you know, there's natural communication that's happening where you don't even really have to speak if you don't want to, but um, you can at least have visibility of what's to come. You can prep the kids, um, get them excited. There's something to look forward to when they get to the high school, you know? Yeah, again, you talked about it, building on previous information, previous skills, a natural progression. You know, I'm sure that uh, high school strength coach is just going to love having a new group of freshmen. They've already been doing a version of the program with the same terminology same uh, concepts uh for a couple of years in middle school and now you know again you know greater load greater intensity you know all that good stuff more recovery too yeah there's Before nothing it, more rewarding than getting the middle schoolers that have already mm -hmm. have you know a base foundation there's nothing more exciting and more rewarding when you get kids that you're like yes they know they're excited they're ready they're ready that's the piece you don't have to waste a lot of time you know kind of regressing and, and spending all the time it's they're just ready to rock and roll now you have four more years to develop and refine those skills there's nothing more exciting for the high school strength coach than to get the incoming freshmen that are prepared and you uh you speak from experience you know exactly <laughs> i might i might victoria always great hanging out with you thanks so much for sharing with our listeners um if somebody wants to reach out Find out more about Volt or just pick your brain a little bit. And listeners, you've got a tremendous resource here that you should add to your network. What's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You can find me there, Victoria, my last name, D-R-U-E-H-L. Or shoot me an email if you have any questions about Volt implementation, questions about how to uh, curriculum map. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me via email is going to be victoria at voltathletics.com. Victoria, Victoria Drool, thanks so much for sharing again on Wednesday Wisdom. All the best with the uh, wrap-up of spring and the coming summer months. Yes. Uh, happy summer, everybody. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me. For listeners, uh, we do this every week, and we also upload the Zoom videos to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next Wednesday for another Wednesday Wisdom segment, and just about every day, for new content on the Educational 80 Podcast. We'll see you next time. Before we go, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsors who help make this happen. These are programs that I've used as a head coach or an AD, and you should use them too. We want to say thanks to Gipper. Create custom content for your school social media channel. It's so easy, even I can use Gipper. Go to gipper.com. If you're not selling your tickets online for your athletic events or your other school events, you're really missing out. Go to hometownticketing.com, a leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. That's hometownticketing.com. Our newest sponsor, District One, that's districtwon.com. Check them out. Fully custom uniforms. Uh, order them one at a time instead of having to order an entire set to replace one or two. And on-time delivery in 20 days. That's district1.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Uh, as a football coach, I loved Huddle. As an athletic director, I loved it even more because it helped our coaches, our kids, and all of our athletes. 
Go to huddle.com to find out more. Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. You've heard me say before, one of the best purchases I ever made was a Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demonstration today. We want to thank Snap Mobile. Uh, you can find out more about the entire Snap suite of platforms by going to snapraise.com. Their fundraising platform, they're going to give you your money before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else do that? Go to snapraise.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. If you're looking for the coolest way to display your school's Hall of Fame or the record boards for all of your sports, for all the events, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. And finally, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athleticsurveys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Mm-hmm.